Bugger shit shit. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined as always by... I'm Mark Watlington, and do you know the F word? Fornicate? I'm Chad. So, on this show, as you probably know by now, we each pick our favorite movie for every year we've been alive. We also talk about what the Oscars pay for a particular year, which is what we're doing today. Mm -hmm. And then we do an additional movie from the year um, for Fonzies. Yeah. Um, But today we're talking about the best picture winner of 2010, a film that says cussing can be useful. The King's Mm -hmm. Speech. More like the King's Speech Impediment. Wow. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the. That's what it's referencing. More like the Kingsman's speech impediment. Because Colin Firth is also in Kingsman. uh, Uh, Is he in the Kingsman? No. No. But Ray Fiennes is. And he's not in this movie, but other Harry Potter actors are in this movie. They are. That's right. Yeah. So normally right now we would talk about what we saw at the Megaplex. So that's what we're going to freaking do. Cool. Uh, Mark and I both went to a very classic Hollywood theater. That's not a megaplex per se. It's a single. So it's a single plex. Single plex, a plec, if you will. Um, mm, I will one, not. Just one plec. Uh, it, it it was the the new Beverly Cinema, and we saw Gunpowder Milkshake there. A uh, new action comedy distributed by not comedy. I don't know why I said comedy. New action movie. Uh, new action movie with bright colors yeah so almost <laughs> a comedy has bright colors but it's it's not a comedy it, it doesn't take itself too seriously but i have no idea why i said action comedy there are, it is not one there is some jokes but it is just an action movie yes yeah, it's just an action movie uh starring karen gillen, gillen? yes no, was she was there gillen. too yeah she was there as was the director i forgot his name what um, the fuck? but uh they stopped by to say a few words before the movie that, so that was fun I mean, uh, probably the only time that they will be able to like intro that at a, um, screening. like a, a screening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Quentin Tarantino hooked us up with a thirty-five millimeter print, uh, and we got to take home posters and little souvenir film things that aren't real. Uh, but Mark, did you leave those in my car? Absolutely. Yeah. So I have two sets of each. So if you want one. Reach out to me at Chad A. Oliver on Twitter.com and I will mail it to you. Uh, it is a poster. I, honestly, if you want both of them, you can have them because I'm not going to hang that up anywhere. Uh, the movie was pretty good, but it's not like good enough to hang up a poster in my home. You know, what it's I mean? a fun little movie. Yeah, uh, it's a little action movie. There's a little girl. There's yeah. a, a quartet of badass uh, middle aged women mm-hmm. that are Which extremely always, fun. Always fun. Uh, some creative action choreography. Yes. There's uh, one sequence in particular that comes to mind where uh, one character can't use their arms. Uh, so another character who is 11 years old has to sit on her lap and I'm sorry. Steering I'm sorry. While she does and, the pedaling. She's 11 and three quarters. It's that is very, true. it's very she, clear. She does say that a few times, um, but it was fun to see a car chase where like they're, in, in that predicament where one person can't drive, they need two to drive. Um, so yeah, that's, that's fun. That's I don't know. Time. It's, it's a fun movie. Watch it if you want to. It's on Netflix. I kind of don't want to. Me and Chad both agreed after watching it that like we enjoyed it much more because it was in a theater 
Yeah. And yeah. there was like an audience reaction that was like no mm. phones. Like in yeah. a movie, I would have like at home on my couch, I would have been on my phone for most of it, which totally. is I think how I, I watch most like action movies nowadays. I think I would have too. Um, Cause the beginning of this movie, I feel like I, I wasn't like on board until maybe 45 minutes in. Yeah. Maybe a little earlier than that, but I think long enough that I would have pulled out the phone and been well, on Twitter or something. It like straight up does not show any action for like 30 or 45 minutes, even yeah. though there are there is action happening off screen. You just like hear yeah. about it. Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a slow start. I still don't know why it's called Gunpowder Milkshake. There are guns and there is a diner and there's um, a milkshake in the diner. Yeah, but there's no uh, gunpowder in that milkshake. As, as far as we know. Yeah, it's just the idea is just putting a like, oh, here's a gun word and here's Ooh. a cutesy word. Ooh. Isn't yeah. that fun? That's pretty fun. Uh, they set it up for a sequel potential, so what? watch it. So in what? case there is one. I mean, it's not like a cliffhanger by any means, but like there's the opportunity is there. You could there have is one pretty a easily. dangling thread. Yes. Yeah. Guys, I, I saw the trailer for this and I just was really uninterested. I, I don't know that if I'm gonna care about it. I all. probably would not have seen it if it wasn't in Quentin's movie theater. Yep, yeah. same. I just wanted to go to the New Beverly for the first time and take my friend Mark, who is in town, to the New Beverly for the first time. And, and it's a fu- it's a fun theater. It's a fun theater. Um, Cody, so, what, what did you? Oh, yeah, let's you, talk you about what questions? I saw. Yeah, what did you see? I saw um, the film that every couple weeks we have a movie that proves that theaters are dying and so this one proved it today as of recording it wait what happened black widow it dropped a bunch in its second week so people are like well movies are dead i guess it had like a pretty standard drop though it wasn't well it did they were like the the but also the premiere access cut into it and they were like i guess it means movies are dead forever and it's like well if you're very mad about a hundred million dollar opening during a pandemic, I don't really know what we're going to do, my friends. Yeah. Um, but I saw Black Widow. Yeah, I saw it too. I like, liked it. Yeah, it's good. I, I thought like it was Florence, pretty good. I like Florence Pugh in it, and I'm excited to She's see great. her pop up in more stuff in Marvel and outside of Marvel. She's a fun, fun actor. I don't know what the next thing she's doing. Oh yeah, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, no, no, I know that. Shut up. Okay. I was gonna say I don't know the next thing she's doing that's not Marvel, um, but I do. It's the Olivia Wilde movie that has Harry Styles. Oh yeah, right. that's fun. Yeah, that's gonna be good. Don't worry, should, darling. Should I not see that movie in solidarity with uh, Jason Sudeikis? Nah, he doesn't care. Did you not read the profile with him? I read the profile, but like he, he's still hurt. He's hurting right now. He says he's it's. He's got a very positive outlook at, at about it, but but, but he's, he's hurt. Not, but he's not like mad at Harry Styles, so like you can watch it. Also, or Olivia Wilde. Yeah, I mean, are you not gonna watch Eternals, Chad? Wait, um, why would I not watch Eternals? What happened? I've told you six times. Harry Styles, spoiler alert, is in Eternals. Oh well, I this isn't about just like oh I'm boycotting Harry Styles. This is about like 
the Olivia Wilde Harry Styles collaboration project that probably uh, led to this is about the project specifically. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to boycott either one of them. That's stupid, but no, you're going to watch both of them. You idiot. I'm also going to watch this movie, but it was just a thought I had because I love the Sudeikis. Uh, Ted Lasso comes back this weekend. Boys. Yeah. Does it really? Ooh, wow. I think maybe next weekend it comes back. My, I don't even I didn't even know there was a trailer. My friend Sydney, who gets very into like themed things. Uh, I was telling Mark about uh, this tour that she gave uh, her book club through Malibu. Um, I think I was telling you about this. You did. Yeah. Um, they did a book about Malibu and she like printed out brochures about the book and like the locations in the book. And she like bought a, a microphone and speaker. She gets very into themed things. Anyways, all this to say, she's baking the Ted Lasso cookies uh, that he gives everybody and putting them in little boxes and taking them to friends. And I'm very excited to get my cookies. That's great. It yeah. comes out this Friday. Yeah, so I'll probably be getting that in the next couple of days. Hell yeah, dude. Um, Black Widow. Guys, I think before I go further into Black Widow, it's time to confess to our our listeners what's happening currently what this is the fact that you and i are laying down in bed <laughs> we are fully both in bed the only reason mark's not laying in bed is because he would actually fall asleep i am very sleepy <laughs> i'm very much enjoying the mellow vibe though me like, i too. feel like i feel like i'm usually way more intense yeah uh, there's no reason to be upset about anything movies no. baby i mean are we uh regressing as a society because no one's getting vaccinated and did we just uh pass a new mask mandate which is just the beginning of a of an eventual inevitable uh second or third lockdown i can't even keep track anymore hey, probably sure. not probably not yeah the thing is probably not i am pessimistic about it but that's why i threw know. that probably in there hmm. but you know it, it's all good because i'm laying in my comfy bed yeah it's hard to be, be mad, mad. When can't be mad oh, in my fucking bed. comfy bed and i saw black widow and i saw and black widow we saw a marvel movie in the theaters we saw a freaking marvel movie in the theaters and we saw a, fr- a freaking marvel tv show have a yeah. finale it was a great Lo- week loki was great loki it was such was a good great. show loki was great black widow was great the uh, <laughs> the film criticism is not at its top tier right now i don't know what to say because it, it came out a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. at this point and i'm just kind of like yeah i don't know i mean i saw it twice i think the action beats are fun i mm-hmm. like the deepening of the character through introducing new characters yeah. i don't know it just felt fucking rad to watch it, it's one of those things where it's just i like i like i like the fact that i went to the theater i got some popcorn and i watched the film and like yeah it, it was the most um like set apart marvel project we've had in forever which the, i love the three tv shows have been good but every single one of them seems to be pretty interested in what's to come like they're yes they're interested in telling their own story halfway but they're arguably the other half is right we just want to set up the future projects i actually think that that wandavision is not that way but we expected it to be that way no the whole last episode is that way yeah you have why it doesn't work you have scrolls you have monica rambo you have 
like Wanda this going away. Wanda going off. White and, vision. Yeah, you got all this stuff that's just like, here's what's coming next. And, and Loki does it, but Loki does it better. Like that, that's why it gets away with it. It feels like it's more setting up its second season than it is setting up the yeah. future of Marvel as a whole. While it also is functioning and doing both, I think. I, yeah. I think that the tag or the final episode and, and the final moments especially is more about season two. The literal last scene is about season two, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but yeah, um, I, I also like that's how, TV. Uh, that's not yes. movies. Black Widow, my last thought on it. Love how the villain, uh, Taskmaster, mm-hmm. in multiple ways, and this will be like a mild spoiler. I won't say concretely, but I'll, I'll just talk around it kind of. Uh, skip ahead if you don't want to hear. No, I don't, I don't care. It's the three weeks uh, yeah, after release. Go watch it and then. If you haven't, then who cares, yeah, who cares? about the spoiler? So, yeah, if you haven't watched Mar- or Black Widow at this point, you just don't care about Marvel. So Right. So right. Taskmaster as a villain was just this functional way to like deal with like the sins of Natasha's past mm-hmm. in one, like a surface level way where she's fighting against this guy who has the uh, fighting styles of all of her friends that she's like trying to forget about and leave behind. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's kind of like pulling her back towards the Avengers in like a surface level way. But also even further back, uh, this was a girl that she basically tried to murder so that she could get to her dad back in the day. And she thought that she had killed this girl. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, yeah, I thought that was a, I thought it was very good. Yeah, I saw a lot of complaints about Taskmaster, and it's like, I don't I think know. It's, I, I thought think it was fine. Fu- it. It's just the Mandarin thing all over again where people want exactly what's represented in the comics to make right. it on the screen. But when it's a character like Taskmaster, who's like, Nah, Taskmaster is cool in the comics and like cool, but I, like, I like this is a fine twist. Yeah, I don't it's care. Good. Yeah. It's good. It, it's very like a thematic thematically like resonant like yeah. shift yeah it's not like uh, they messed up norman osborne or something like that someone who's like or like dr doom has gotten messed up so many times it's not, not like yeah not yeah messed up doom yet um mark yeah. fucking say something before I, I shove you in a locker I, I i'm just very sleepy black black widow's fine it's uh it's exactly what i think from black widow which is like you know, a, a girl power, you know, fill in the, I mean, like filling in some gaps in the Marvel timeline, fun, you know, basic double MCU movie. Like, you know, they're not all going to be the in-game best movie ever, but yeah. They're, yeah. they're all going to be fun. Yeah. And this one was fun. Fun. Hey, Mark, uh, what did yeah, you what, see? What did you, what did you see in the movie theater? I did not have fun. Uh, in with my movie, I watched. Oh Space shit! Jam. I, forgot, I fully forgot what the other um, movie we were talking about was. Yeah, fuck this movie. Really, it's, it's just bad. a a completely soulless uh, cash grab about how uh, it bad it is to do a, a soulless cash grab, um, which feels meta, but is almost like them, you know, covering their own bases by trying yeah. to be meta. It, it's so bad. I need I need you both to look at me. Am I? 3d glasses that i have on he this has a filter 3d glasses yeah. filter look look me in the eyes i'm looking yeah i'm looking and this question often annoys me but it's the only thing i can think about during space jam a new legacy who the fuck is this movie for i couldn't tell you 
the jokes function like jokes in children's shows and movies that like but they don't but have to be good but then it's like the joke is oh rick and morty show up oh austin powers is where elmer fudd was hiding right uh, it's like what child it's knows every every fucking reference is from 2000s or earlier basically yeah so what kid gives a shit the the animation stuff barely functions well enough for a kid to be into that shit yeah. but if the idea is to be like oh you fuckers have wanted a space jam forever here it is they don't do the nostalgia correctly like they yeah. fuck it like the music never plays there's no nerd locks there's nothing there is literally nothing connected to the previous movies so who the fuck cares the about one any of it? the one joke that the michael b jordan it, joke right uh no i don't even remember that joke what are you talking about they're <laughs> like oh we finally got him and then michael b jordan walks in Chad, oh. i think you were fully asleep at that point yeah i did fall asleep it was, it was <laughs> okay. a pretty boring movie but it uh, is boring it's crazy the yeah and it's looney tunes who i love being boring but number one the 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 one joke i loved that kept it from being a half star and made it a one star was when bugs bunny physically became big chungus when he was doing an elmer fudd impression that was good because That's they referenced nothing. a meme. they referenced a meme i like it yeah. when they, it's iCarly doing the iCarly meme uh, which sucks which and iCarly is, is a good show and that sucks i have not watched iCarly but that screen grab is good well then you might like it i don't it's know interesting it's good the thing is it is weirdly boring i saw so many people complain about the ip shit you guys know me mm. i don't give a fuck I yeah. love Who Framed ready, Roger Rabbit. Ready Player One, your favorite movie. It's not my favorite movie, but I think it's fine. I think I think it does the shit this movie does a million times better. Putting them next to each other is a little buck wild. It's because Spielberg is attempting to do something with it. It, it, yeah. it doesn't work, but it, it, it does work better. I love the princess scene in Wreck-It Ralph 2. Like, I don't. Yeah, that care really that much about the ip stuff if it's well done yeah this is nothing like none of the characters are in any single place that makes sense for their characters roadrunner just... and wiley coyote okay that one's kind of good that Desert, one's kind of mad good. max but then that's another thing where it's like why is mad max in this movie for children like right. what it's another one of those just puzzling well scenes. and the clockwork orange kids like yeah. that's crazy um i it's like you could do the ip shit and it work but this was mm -hmm. this was just throw ip at the wall yeah. you know like and i feel like it should be said um lola bunny is still hot there was this big yeah thing she's online still hot she's in day about how she's not hot anymore she's still she's still the hottest rabbit i've ever seen i uh, I'm going to say something controversial yet brave. Okay. I think Scooby-Doo does the IP or Scoob. Scoob. I think Scoob does the IP stuffing better than Space um, Jam does. Did not watch Scoob. And that movie has Simon Cowell in it. Here's the thing. I think that part's you're, worse. I think you're wrong. I think you have a 
recency no i do anti-bias <laughs> yeah no i do <laughs> where I like do. you just saw this horrible thing so you think oh surely that horrible thing i saw in the past isn't as bad as this yeah but i think that they're tied no but no scoob scoob is probably a worse movie but i think the ip mm. stuff is not as poorly handled because like the fucking dino mutt or whatever they have shit to do the captain caveman like he yeah. does something for a second like i don't know yeah it's not god it is so weird when you watch those crowd scenes because that's essentially what the ip is for all the shit we saw in the trailer is basically what we got yeah like you see iron giant run up but and then like sit down yeah but and that's it and you just watch king kong like look at each other at one point you can tell that it's a program where they're kind of all the ip are just like on a loop doing the cheer like i noticed because they weren't whenever they had reactions it like sort of was to what was going on but was also like broad enough visually like a really ugly and uninteresting looking basketball court yeah Uh, yeah and it's because it's supposed to be this kid's video game he's designing, I guess. But yeah, like, seems like a bad video game. The by kid's the way. bad at designing video games. It's just NBA Street. I, I mean, he's just a kid. Yeah. It's also a movie about how LeBron's a bad dad. Which what I don't understand weird. is why it went thirty minutes with no tunes. Yeah, the lack of tunes at the beginning of this movie is nuts. It was a uh, and LeBron is just a bad actor as well. I don't think he's good in train wreck. I think they're just having him play against fucking nothing. Like, I, mean, I think if you he have was, him, he was bad before the tune showed up as well. Yeah, he was bad in the scenes with like uh, his kids and Cheadle because he was being like super serious and stuff. I think yeah. if you put him in a comedy movie, he probably works because he can like play off people. No, no, like he's good in train wreck. Yeah, he's good in training. I think the Looney Tunes movie wasn't supposed to be a comedy movie. I guess fucking not. Like, (laughs) that was what was so bizarre to me is like, I feel like all the tunes kind of got a short shift, but I couldn't really articulate to you what they got shifted in favor of. It's, but it's like, what, what was Granny doing in this movie, too? Why was she in the Matrix at the beginning? Why That's do they my think, point. None why of it do they think it would be funny for her to be like a super spy who also is like a slut? Uh, like, what were they thinking? I just... the uh, Spoilers. Who cares? The it's fact that jam. The fact that Bugs dies... <laughs> Ridiculous. Right. I was stupid. I was in and out of consciousness and... Uh, <laughs> When that happened, I was like, I thought I was like hallucinating. <laughs> Why bugs? Bugs? You can have an the emotional. Bugs arc, is immortal. Is the other thing, which yeah. I mean, ends up being what the like twist at the end is or whatever. But it's still like yeah. that's not the emotional stakes you do in a Looney Tunes movie. Is bugs dying? No, like, that's it's not like, it. No, it's like it's Looney so Tunes weird. Is canceled. It needs to be the thing they're trying to avoid or something i don't know somebody's trying to like steal their shit i don't know looney tunes back in action is the best looney tunes movie it's just like it's a sequel to space jam which is not that great of a movie but it's it's better than this movie it's also not 
even that much of a sequel because they don't address it's it. Not a they, sequel at all. They which address is it so in annoying. Like, in like subtle ways. Not subtle. They're like, oh, like I haven't heard this one before, you know. Pro basketball player like, needs our help. Oh. They they yeah, they address it in meta ways. Yeah. But in like winky ways yeah. uh, it's dumb okay here's my one nice thing to say about the movie don Cheadle is unironically good he is playing it wild in a fun yes. way. yes yeah. he's yeah. playing it he's looney insane. tunes he is he's yeah. a he's a looney tunes he's villain in it the he's, only looney tunes character in this movie dare i say yeah. he's the next steve martin in that yeah he a very good looney tune villain steve martin so good movie. yeah he's very good and back in action. I wouldn't say that, like, overall career-wise, he's the next Steve Martin. No, no. I, I, am um, saying, I am saying that. Okay. He's going to pick up a stringed instrument and join a, a bluegrass band and <laughs> it is uh, just... never act again. By the way, uh, No Sudden Move is good. I have to say that. I think that's the last episode. Whatever. You said it last episode. Yeah. Don Cheadle, Don Cheadle good. Um, it is like they were like, well, we have to do Space Jam too. We just have right. to. And then, then they decided not involved... to hire a single uh, talented person. To make well, but it. everybody um, involved was like, but we don't want it to be too much Space Jam too. Right. Like we don't want like, I don't know if it's a LeBron thing or the writers thing, but I mean, it was a very conscious effort to eliminate any connective tissue to the previous one yeah at all how bring do you the not fucking try nerd to bring, back how do you not try to get lugs. bill bill murray back and uh newman back or uh, bill murray's quote is way too high i guarantee you yeah i do but bring devito back as like the big guy be like okay i mean because the original premise of the first one was he wanted ip for his theme park Right. So, like, you could easily do something like, okay, 25 years later, IP is all the rage. Now he's running the studio. He's running the algorithm. I don't know. The, Just uh, why is the there LG no rhythm. connective tissue? I don't it's get it. It's the algae rhythm, not the algorithm. I know. I also, saw, who... I also saw Fear Street 1978, and it's really good, but I'll talk about it more when I see the third and final one next week. Oh, the next episode. Is it already right out? Now. It is. I just, uh, my mother-in-law's here. I haven't been able to get to it. Mm. She doesn't want to watch the third part in the trilogy? No. A horror trilogy? We have watched no movies since I've been. Weird. What yeah. a shame. Um, every time I hear Don Cheadle's name, I just have to get this off my chest. Okay. I think I think of a, a Pokemon who sounds like Cheadle, Cheadle, Cheadle. That's good. That's really I, funny. I have the feeling you've done that joke on this podcast before. I think so. Did you know Don Cheadle? Don Cheadle has played a Cheadle. iconic cartoon character before. Um, yeah, uh, talking about. he's in DuckTales. Yeah, he's the voice of Donald. Oh Duck. yeah, Donald Duck. I forgot about that. Whenever it's they great. give him the device that makes him that, sound like a normal dude, that normal yeah. dude is just Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. It's incredible. <laughs> Very good bit. So he's been in a Looney Tunes and a Donald. Like that's pretty. Wow, that's pretty wow, good. that's true. Yeah. Now I I've wanted a Who Framed Roger Rabbit sequel forever, and now I'm very very scared. Yeah, you <laughs> like, don't uh, want a Who Framed Roger Rabbit sequel. I guarantee you. Well, the thing Roger is, Rabbit, a new legacy. I do think Disney is better at doing this type of thing than Warner Brothers is, as evidenced by the two times Warner Brothers has done it. 
Um, You're counting Scoob as the other time? Oh, no, I was counting Ready Player One. Ah. I guess Which I again, didn't know what you meant I think by that solid. kind of thing. But, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's fucking... I don't know. It's history class. Uh, which is why we're laying in bed. I'm tired from this movie. We, I we forgot watched, to check what you guys gave this movie on Letterbox. I like it. Well I enough. gave Mark it. Fucking we, loves it. Like we a both nerd. gave it three stars. Cody and I. Three stars. Oh, yeah. shit. I yeah. think you guys dropped half a star somewhere. At, at least half. Look, this movie's good. Is my it's thing. It's fine. It's fine. If not a little boring. Wow. Okay. I'd say I'd venture to say more boring than Space Jam 2. I don't think that's true. I said more boring, not worse. Space Jam <laughs> is a one star movie that I'm not bored as bored. As. You know, maybe oh, there I have... isn't. I, I, I might give you that in that like Space Jam has like a lot of like flashy colors and like it yeah. changes scenes a lot. I and... love the colors. This one's so drab and gray. Makes me think that England is just drab and gray. I mean, it it is. I think Tom Hooper's a bad director. Let's get it out of the way. I think he sucks. I, but I think this movie is fine enough. It's got good actors and it is a cool story. And there's some really yeah. good scenes. I think it's a good mm-hmm. screenplay, too, which is weird. because yes. This uh, writer has made literally nothing else. I mean, I like I saw that he has made. Yeah, I was looking at his like his filmography and it's like TV movies. I fully assumed this before I looked him up that this was a Peter Morgan because Peter Morgan had written a lot of movies in this vein now and then went on to create The Crown. Um, And I've liked any Peter Morgan script that I've seen. I think he did The Queen, which I liked. I think I like this better than uh, the Peter Morgan movies that I've seen. I like The Crown. So but I did I not love the queen. The biggest, the biggest. I what am I? I can't talk because I'm tired. My dog's barking and it's. I hear him. It's dishes. so loud. He misses me. Um, Archie. I'm sorry. Chad's guys. Chad's gonna cut that part out. Peter uh, Morgan also wrote Frost Nixon, which I think is a good movie. Which I so, also don't like as much as this movie. The the big like struggle i have getting into this movie is a larger issue i i couldn't be less interested in the royal family um i think that makes me really cool and interesting that other people care about the royal family and i don't yeah uh, it's really but unique it's and just cool. it's it's just the truth that like these privileged people dealing with like the oh the scandal of a king who can't talk good i'm just like i don't care who, uh, who cares? I do. So, like, if this movie were told more from the point of view of Jeffrey Rush's character, I think I would care more if it were like more from the everyday man. But it's from the king's. I, I don't know. I'm just less interested in that. Chad, you sound like shit right now. Uh, Mark is covering up the thing. What's up, Mark? Uh, your your microphone sounds awful. It's like cutting. I don't know if that's going to affect the recording. Uh, but it sounded really bad. Yes. It just said it was disconnected and then came back. Uh, okay. Be good now? Yeah, no. That should be fine. fine. You just sounded Let like shit there for a second. The preferences. Okay. You're still on that microphone. Yeah, I'm still on the microphone. Okay, cool. So say, Let me just say that shit again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I just couldn't be less interested in the Royals. Uh, I know that makes me really interesting and unique and cool because um, mm-hmm. a lot of people care about them, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're wearing I... your French ass fucking beret right now, and she'd say that. Uh, he's, yeah, it's, uh, that's another Zoom filter, listeners. It says, I'm wearing a beret in my Zoom filter because I want to look cool while I diss the royal family. Um, I'm just not really interested in like the the idea of like, oh, the. The, the scandal of a king who can't talk good. What will they think? It's just like, I don't care if these privileged people are like going through something that minor feels like a story I just don't care about. So they already have me like at arm's length from there. Um, but I mean, the execution is like pretty good. It's like you have very good scenes between Jeffrey Roth, Jeffrey Rush and Colin Firth. They're very, they act very well against each other. Helena Bonham Carter is totally just period piece wife in this, which sucks because she's very good. Otherwise, I kind of like her in it. I mean, yeah, because she's good, but like the script is just like doesn't give her much. Yeah, the script does not give her much to do. Really doesn't give anyone much to do other than Firth and Rush. Firth and Rush. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, and Guy Pierce a little bit, but not really i love the guy pierce shit because here's where i disagree with chad i kind of do like royal stuff i like yeah intrigue i love political intrigue that's fine i I watch every fucking episode of house of cards i need to watch Mm. the crown well see uh, the the i know it's royal stuff is not the thing that i like about royal stuff isn't political intrigue it's more about like you're like thrust in this role that you might not want it's like it's like you you have this destiny that you have to fulfill and you can't yeah. really turn it down. It's a and fucked up weird system. I it's think also it's so interesting. Like, it is weird. Royals are like the original celebrities where like yeah. everyone cares about them and they have to like abide by all of these rules and formalities. Um, I think it's really interesting. And like um, they also have to like deal with these like family draw family issues on like a huge scale. And like, I don't know. I think it's I think it's really interesting. I um, thought I thought the Guy Pierce stuff really was interesting in this movie because it was that I didn't know we had a dude to abdicate the throne like yeah. a living guy. That's cool to me. I mean, and it's it. and it's because he, because of love. He wanted to get because married. Freaking love. I watched the Oprah interview with Harry and Meghan. I, like I I do find it. I just think Tom Hooper makes everything. He like flattens everything and makes it uninteresting i don't know i don't know what do you mean by flattened because i don't know that i agree with makes it like his like maybe it's a cinematographer but he makes everything dull and drab Mm -hmm. and he like i don't think he has an interesting style and maybe he doesn't even really have a style he definitely has a style because i recognize but is it even like in choice movie okay explain uh, for, to me what for it is. sure there's like these these like super wide angle cameras and he'll like do these like crazy tracking shots with them and it's kind of disorienting uh it'll be like a simple shot of like a couple walking up the stairs and around but it just feels more like swooping because of his style it feels a little like over the top in here i think it functions in his two musical movies fairly well because it's supposed to be like this otherworldly thing Uh, and anytime it happens in this movie which there were a couple times it was like whoa this is this is a lot this shot is insane and it's like too much for what this movie is um 
but like when it happens in Les Mis, which I think is a good movie, I think it functions fairly well. And I also think his drab gray stuff, which is kind of like throughout everything he's does, also functions well there because sure. it's about I... the poor people of France. But in Cats, obviously, that movie's just a train wreck for a million other reasons. Well, and here it's just like, I think he's a big part of it. I, I don't I... think that that Cats is not like visually boring or dull. It's like fairly mm. colorful, and it, it's, it's no. duller than the, it the the cinematographer for this yeah. movie did like Les Mis and the Danish Girl, and you know the other Oscar, uh, mm-hmm. you know Tom Hooper movies. He didn't do um, Cats, but he did do Downhill and Eurovision. I didn't see Downhill, mm-hmm. but Eurovision is a movie that I thought was like visually kind of boring. Yeah. Um. Uh, what was I going to say? It was something about Tom Hooper. Oh, yeah, Lamez works, but I also think you probably could have get gotten a director who would have made Lamez even better than Tom Hooper. I think he's a bad director. I don't know. I'm going to live in my truth. I, I think, think that he's that made two good that movies. One movie. I think. I, I mean, I agree with you completely. I think that one movie, Lamez, is like solid. I think it's like very, very good. I think yeah, he like strangely, he was the right choice for it, and that he brought like what I think is like the best possible version of that movie, and it came with like these working conditions that were like not good for the actors, but it ended up be making the movie better. Um, yeah, the movie rules. We'll talk about that on a future rep. Yeah, Should, your mic sounded like shit again there. I don't know what was happening with it. I don't know either. Um, I think that uh, Lame is. Should I listen what, to what it? Did you hear me uh, say? I, I mean, I heard all of yeah, it. We it heard just all sounded, just had sounded like, like poopy. So... Uh, can, can, why don't you just listen to it in okay. post? And then if you need to, just re record what you said if you feel like you need to. Does that work for you? I, I, I didn't guess, hear yeah. that response. Um, it's, it's almost like your internet's bad. Like it yes. almost sounds like that. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's my mic. These mics do have kind of weird cords. I like kind of have to hold my mic in a certain, like hold the cord in a certain way to like make sure there isn't like, uh, gotcha. it's like at the writing girl or whatever. Yeah. And I'm um, holding right. my well, it it seems like it's going again. Cool. So, um, um I think that Les Mis is good because Les Mis is a good musical with yeah. good songs and yeah. with good actors, and I think that this yeah. is a good movie with a good script. Yeah. By I, a just a nobody of a writer, and it has a good story. Yeah. Um, based on a true friendship. Based and on that. a true friendship, <laughs> absolutely. But those kind of movies are just undisputed kings of the Oscars. I mean, everyone loves those. Yeah, and also, just like it. British movies that reference World War II are just like Oscar cat bait. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to ask. Like, this is Oscar baity, and what a lot of totally. people like kind of like accuse things of being Oscar bait. But it's good. I don't know. Um, I think this is the last Weinstein winner we're going to talk about. Um, I guess which so. is pretty pretty interesting that they oh, yeah. ha- had such a chokehold on it for the end so of an long. era. Um, I'm trying to remember if they're involved in the artist. I don't. They're really not. Remember. I just looked at that. 
Okay, so yeah, this is the last one, and they had oh. like dominated the '90s and early 2000s. Um, so that's interesting. Um, and uh, for the record, we're an anti uh, Harvey Weinstein podcast. We I we absolutely felt like it didn't have we to don't be said like because it's a given. We I would just like it to be on the record. It's been on the record in the past, but I would so like to be times. anytime the man comes up. I just want to say, hey, All right. you're a you hero. we don't like him. You're a hero. I think he gets a lot more nominations through. Um, mm-hmm. oh, oh, yeah, for sure. But his star had like like, all the Tarantino stuff gets nominated every time. Yep. Yeah, his, his star I mean, Hooper's stuff gets nominated every time as well until Cats. Yeah, his his star had kind of diminished at the Oscars before. Um, he got held accountable. Um, so royal family based on a true friendship. <laughs> um, so got- apparently the, the writer of this movie tried to write this movie in the 80s and the queen mother, who's like Helena Bottom Carter, yep. was like, don't don't make this movie. It's like too personal. Hmm. Uh, and then she died and he made this movie. Yeah, good call. Hmm. Um, I love how Queen Elizabeth like m- remember in the Oprah interview when Oprah asked Megan if she had seen the crown <laughs> iconic like so now they're just like well we're just gonna make it like I don't fucking care I hear the Diana stuff's really good in that show that's what well I'm but also Peter Morgan is pro crown and I think that like this movie is not anti-royalty at all it's just a very personal story yeah I think like yes I think you're right Peter Morgan is like he lands pro crown, but is still he shows them being messy at the same time. Yes. Yeah. But but the crown is all about like how important the queen is and like how important it is to have a figurehead that is like oh, apolitical and, and all of this stuff. Oh, interesting. I mean, I would love to see it because I just don't really understand how it works and I'm interested. I mean, the crown picks up like basically like 20 Immediately years after, after this movie yeah, yeah it's like this. it like starts less. with um i have no idea because she's definitely, young right like very young she's like a late teenager i think right and she's like yeah so maybe 10 like 10 or 11 here yeah i saw the corgis and i was like well there's the corgis corgis are great i love corgis the cute you, dogs you and lizzie both that's big. uh lizzie olsen nope lizzie the queen oh okay <laughs> i imagine lizzie olsen probably also likes corgis yeah who doesn't it, it's also funny that helena bonham carter plays you know whoever in this movie but then in the crown ends up playing the other daughter um because she is in the crown as that is funny yeah yeah she, she plays uh margaret margaret i mean yeah. All those Harry Potter actors just get tossed around in England, yeah. it seems like. Like, it's just like, uh, anytime there's a British thing, throw Helena in there, throw a few of those other Harry Potter actors in there. I, I mean, guess... there are literally three Harry Potter actors in this movie. I forgot that she was in this, and it makes sense why she's in Les Mis. This is like almost mm. one of her most understated roles, I feel like. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, ever uh, since she became the crown, like the know. Tim Burton version of herself, for sure. 
I mean, she's she's so good in Sweeney Todd. She's more understated in this than she is in The Crown. Yeah. I like Helena Bonham. Because The Crown, like Margaret, is like kind of insane. Let me, uh, I I wonder if we've, I've seen her in play. I mean, because she definitely has, because I think she started out in like. um, All British people start in theater. That's just how it works. No, she started out in those. What are they fucking called? The guy who wrote Call Me By Your Name. It's a very oh, uh, yep, yep. What is uh, it? Merchant and Ivory? Yes, I think she started in Merchant and Ivory. She literally movies. did. I, I, I figured out those names because I hovered over the first movie she was in. Yeah, A Room with a View, uh, directed by Ivory and produced by Merchant. Yep. So, and those are very like you know, theater, just like and... theater romantic things. And so this movie was actually written. Not to be a play, but written like a play. Um, nah, that makes sense because that a lot sense. of it is just like people in a room talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that probably makes sense. And I think that the sets in this movie are also just gorgeous. Um, yeah, the, I like it when they squeeze into the small elevator, that's fun. That's good. I like that. Uh, Jeffrey Rush's like wall is like all has a bunch of like paint chipped off of it, and it's like a bunch of different colors. I think that's really pretty. Did you guys ever watch Enola Holmes? Apparently, uh, I did. the mom I, in that. I started it, but had to stop. Not because of the quality of the film. I don't remember why, but I had to stop. I mean, it might have been the quality of the film. It, it's a it's a fun movie. Um, it it. I mean, I don't remember much of what happens in it, but it's it's yeah. cute. She plays the mom. It's fun. Millie Bobby Brown's got some drama now. Yeah, it's yeah. fucked up, man. Seems like it. We'll not talk about it. We'll, yeah. yeah, we'll Let's stay out of that. Not one. that is messy. I wouldn't want to be Netflix right now. It's not, but it the, no. She the thing is, she's fine in it. It's the her parents. Her and parents are that a boy are not. are a problem. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying, it's it's a big messy situation. Don't blame her at all. Mostly blame her parents and that boy. All I will uh, say is, at least it's not Drake. Who she was, it might as well be. Was well, he's sixteen years younger than Drake, so. Oh, I guess. Hey, did you guys know that movie after that came out that was like the like fucking fanfic movie had a has a second what are you talking sequel? About? No, it's a movie called After that released the theaters. Oh, and it's like a it, it was like Who's... a steamy fanfic that. Was Where did this based... come from? What do you let me fucking finish? What's was, after? Well, I, First I'm of all, I'm not on the same starting. page. I'm fucking trying to explain, but you guys won't shut your. But what's after? Mouth. That's what I'm trying to explain. Okay, gonna look it up. After is a fanfic that was based on a like One Direction fanfic, like okay, with Harry Styles, and that's this. right, right. And then they readapted it to a story where they changed the names and made it all vague, and then it got released as a movie. It apparently has had two sequels with a second sequel coming out this year. And it is just so strange that that has. I happened. didn't know the first one came out. Yeah, it came out in was... 2019. There's been one a year. Now, here's my question. Where the fuck did this come from? Like in terms of the conversation? Yeah, going from uh, Bobby Brown, Brown and not involved. I was trying to look at Helena, Helena Bonham Carter on not IMDb. involved. 
on IMDb and that movie was on the front page of IMDb. Oh, okay. And I was like, what the fuck is this? So I this mean, is this why is... we were having such a hard time getting on your wavelength, I think, when you first started <laughs> well, talking But about you wouldn't movie. let me explain what after is. Um, well, I mean, you just got to throw in like a speaking of or I just saw that kind of yeah. thing. Um, I mean, that's not the first uh, trilogy based on uh, fanfic, smut fanfic that has been that's made true. in the past 10 years. So I'm not, that, there's not the, surprised. But, there's but, the 50, but shades. 50 Shades of Grey exist, you know, like we yeah. knew about it. I don't know. Um, Helena Bonham Carter, she is great. Um, uh, have we seen her in things before uh, before this movie? Uh, what I'm saying mm. is alumni check in. Alumni I feel check-in. like we have. I feel like we haven't. Cody is right. We, we didn't okay. talk about Fight Club and we didn't talk about any Harry Potter. Oh, you know what? I was thinking about Fight Club because that yeah. seems like a movie we would have talked about. One oh, of the few didn't. feature movies we didn't. Um, now, there are five actors that we have talked about before. Guy Pierce. Yeah. Yes. What was he in again? Um, uh, fucking, fucking Hurt Locker. Yes, that was it. Uh, Jeffrey Rush. Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the yes. fucking Caribbean. And, and so good in this being a different, different role. Was Jeffrey Rush was in, also in like Shakespeare in Love or something. And also... English patient. No. That's what I always guess when I don't remember. <laughs> Finding Nemo. Right, right, right. Wait, right, he's right, in right, Finding right, Who right. is he in Finding Nemo? He's, he's the, the shark. shark. He's Bruce. No way. Yes, way. Barbosa and Bruce are the same dude that And came out um, the same year. Barbosa. Barbosa. Um who else? So there's there's the, the dude who plays Peter Pettigrew is in this. Have we, have we seen him in something? I don't think so. No, we have not. Colin Firth, have we seen he him in Churchill. something? I don't think so. You sure about that? You sure no. about that? Okay. We've seen him twice, in fact. What the fuck? I'm trying to think of what we've seen him in. Think of other British movies we watched. So Shakespeare in Love. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't have huge roles Incredible. in those movies, though, does he? No, I don't think so. Okay. So that's three out of five? A three out of five. Okay. I don't fucking know who else I watched this movie, movie yesterday and I can't even remember actors who are in well, this movie. We've like Oh, the- uh, there's the dude who plays Dumbledore. We haven't watched a single Harry Potter movie. But he has been an English patient and no. or uh, no, he was in love. he wasn't something, but it's not Six, those. Not Shakespeare Michael in love Gambon no. was okay. in. What would he have been? In the voice of the voice Ooh. of. So in Finding Nemo again? No. Okay. Michael Gambon, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yes. <gasps> right. He was one of the 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 humans, right? Mm, I think yeah. so. Yeah, Boris, one of them. Boris yeah. Bugs and Bots and blo- Bean. Blo- Bots and Bean. Yeah. Who um, else is in this? Film? Who else indeed? In fact, <laughs> for this know. one, I will tell you the movie and see if you can get the actor. Okay. Okay. Uh, Gladiator. I don't know. Oh, man. Russell Crowe. Right. He's no. Just, no? <laughs> no, he's he's oh, not. Walking okay. Phoenix? The, no. Uh, is it like the fucking wife of Russell Crowe is the this guy Bruce's no. girlfriend or some shit? Okay. No. That could have uh, been true. Who, who is it though? 
<laughs> it's uh it's i guess it could have been true cody <laughs> it's derek jacoby the the archbishop in this is the other is like the gladiator trainer in gladiator yeah sure. jacoby jacoby's been in something hold on he plays like derek jacoby he was in gosford park um there was something he's a murder on the orient express tomb raider he just pops up and shit like that he's the king in the cinderella rebrit make he's just a good like you know he's my round head old guy yeah he just like shows up he is always in shit he's in the golden compass like yeah it's it's like it makes sense now i have a question for you guys does uh-huh. harry potter count as cape jack no they do wear they cloaks. cloaks they wear cloaks okay then that means there's only three capes guy pierce is in iron, iron man, man yeah. three the real and bloodshot Mandarin. and bloodshot he is okay. bloodshot. bloodshot yeah um, who else colin firth is i kingsman's based on a comic i don't know if you count i count that. it i count it yeah cool. i would as well yeah Helena Bonham Carter is in Ocean's 8. <laughs> no. Uh, um, Jeffrey Rush is an undead pirate. He's also in what? Green Lantern. What? He is oh. now. Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> Apparently he is. Wait, who does he play? Is he like Kilowog or some shit? Like the voice of some dude? Uh, Give me one second. I bet he's the voice of some dude. Um... I bet oh, the voice of some dude. T- Tamar Ray? Yes, that's the guy who gives the ring to uh, Green Lantern. Looks I like he's got, a, got a, some sort uh, of fucking fish face. The one yeah. ring? Oh, maybe that's not the guy who gives it to him. But yeah, he's the voice of some dude. Um, Cool. Hey, guys, this one fucking best picture. What do you think about that? I think we've talked about three movies that are better than this. So let's talk about, though, all the... Uh, all the awards that it did rack up because I did some sure. fucking work let's, on this uh, one. Let's hear it. But before we get to that, I care about the financials because it made four hundred and twenty-seven point four million on a fifteen a million lot. budget. That a is the most of out of money. any movie we talked about for this year. I mean, Maybe more than Black Swan, more than Social Network. People love the Royals. And spoiler spoiler alert for the movie that we're covering. Uh, next next episode, even though it is a movie that seems to have had a much bigger cultural impact, did not make this much money. Famously a flop. They did not know how to advertise it. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to yeah. remember what we're talking about. Scott Pilgrim. Oh, right. um, this movie got a 94 on Rotten Tomatoes and a 3.7 on Letterboxd. It got nominated for supporting actor for Jeffrey Rush, but it lost to Christian Bale in The Fighter. Remember The Fighter? What if there was a fighter? What if there was a fighter? What if there was a fighter? And what if the fighter had a mom? Bill and Wahlberg are both fighters in that? I didn't Uh, see it. Wahlberg is good. uh, Bill is a fighter and Wahlberg's a trainer who wants to be a fighter or something like that. Maybe it's the other way around. Hmm. Christian Bell's like his brother who's always getting into trouble. Yeah, he's like the brother who goes to jail but is actually a better fighter but has to burr or something. Yeah. Okay. Supporting actress for Helena Bottom Carter, but they lost to Melissa Leo in The Fighter, who famously took out ads and stuff for herself. <laughs> um, it was nominated for art direction, but lost to Alice in Wonderland, which is wild. <laughs> That's a okay, I'll, I'll, movie. I'm not the biggest fan of this movie, but 
that is an ugly, ugly movie to I be agree. this pretty looking movie. I think a lot of, I think a a lot of Disney remakes can look good, and a lot of Tim Burton movies can look good. But it is not true of that film. No, Here are the other yeah. the other three nominees for art direction. True, oh, yeah. Gear, True Grit, better, good better, looking movie, better than Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, Inception. Better, oh, way that's, better, that's, way better. That's who yeah. I'd give it to. Harry yeah. Potter, Deathly Hollows, Part One. Ooh, way better. That's a good looking movie. Honestly, good-looking. Alice should have gotten fifth. Oh place. man, you got them like sneaking into the like the uh, Ministry of Magic. Yeah, the Ministry. You got I'd all the still camping probably stuff. Probably give it to Inception. Mm. Probably yeah. myself, but but with my larger point is Alice in Wonderland is the worst movie yes art direction wise of those things it's just the most in your face you can like see oh it has lots of colors and lots of right and imagination I guess but like it all is ugly um it was also nominated for cinematography but lost to inception that makes sense that makes sense uh costume design lost to Alice in Wonderland also makes sense that one I'll be like okay fine Alice in Wonderland. That makes sense. You know, Helena Bonham Carter is nope. very good in that movie, and her costume yep. and her her design, character design, and costume design is fantastic. Yeah, I will I will give that movie that. Uh, nominated for film editing, lost to Social Network. Nominated for original mm. score, lost to Social Network. Duh. Yeah. Um, nominated for itself. Although this did have a lovely, lovely score. It does. Yep. Um, the nominee for sound mixing, uh, lost to Inception, but it did win picture, director, mm-hmm. best actor, and best original screenplay. Okay. Um, and this was the 83rd Oscars, the Oscars where Franco and Anne Hathaway hosted. Um, disastrous. Yes. Um, this leads us into our game of oh 10 movies got nominated for the oscars this year if they hadn't uh we would have tried to figure out what would have rounded out the 10 slots but what would have happened if there were just five movies nominated so here were the 10 Mm. that were nominated what gets cut what stays so we have the king's speech 127 hours black swan the fighter inception the kids are all right the social network toy story 3 true grit and winter's bone so if it's me i'm cutting the king's speech i this is not one of those question well but he's getting there but you you do it for you you live in your truth oh so I think I did misunderstand the game. This is like, what would the Academy have? Yes. We're off? trying to figure out Got if it. it if, oh, if no, it I, th- were... I think we play it both ways, though. That's fine. That'll, 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 that'll take too long. Uh, yeah. I think um, the kids are all right. Gets the chopping block. Yes. As does Toy Story yeah. 3. Yes. As does Winter's Bone. Yeah. Yeah. True Grit probably gets the chopping block. I think Black Swan gets the chopping block. Think so? I disagree. Uh, I think it's too strange to be a normal Oscar nominee. Um, mm. Natalie Portman won Best Actress, and it got a fuck ton of nominations. So I like looked at the nominations yeah. to kind of make my five. My five were King's Speech, Black Swan, Social Network, The Fighter, True Grit. I 127 Hours dropped, yeah, Inception dropped, sense. Kids Are All Right dropped, Toy Story 3 dropped, and Winter's Bone dropped. 
I kind of think you might be totally right, except maybe True Grit would be traded for one of the other ones. I don't know which one. Maybe it just had a lot of noms, like the director yeah. noms and stuff like that. I think but it didn't really have any acting. So I think 127 maybe. hours. I mean, it had an acting nom. That was kind of it. It's it's a former winner directing, which normally True. helps. Yeah. But he didn't get nominated for director. No, that's true, too. But yeah. those aren't always five for five. No, but yeah, it's interesting. Winter's Bone specifically is the movie that gets pointed at as to why the Oscars go to the floating number because people are like, well, why the fuck that got nominated? Nobody even saw that. Blah, 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 blah. And so every year after this year, they do the floating numbers until next uh, year. Next year. And then it's back to 10, which is fun. Hmm. But the thing is that, like, even with the floating t- floating 10, like, we had eight nominees last year, and the yeah. other was, you know, the winter's bone of, like, you know, no one actually watched this, but it's good. Very good, though. It's good, and it rules. And it didn't win Best Picture for us, but I don't think it was, like, far away. Either. No, it was, like, my second or third choice. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. Cody, I think I have the same guess as you, but replace Black Swan with 127 hours, but Aronofsky still gets the nomination for director. Mm. And Portman still wins actress. And Portman still wins actress. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. There have been actress winners that their movie wasn't nominated. Well, recently. Yeah, Judy. I gotta say though, like, guys. It, happened. it definitely does happen. These 10 what, movies man? is a solid lineup. It's, it's a solid good. lineup. This is pro- this is the best lineup of nominees I think we've seen so far. I think you're right, because I don't think I hate a single one of these movies. No, me neither. I mean, I know I've been kind of negative on this movie, like, right. in this episode. But it's not one of those movies that's like, how could this have won? This doesn't no. movie says it's terrible. Like, I get it. It's just not it's totally baked for me specifically. I mean, I think my I don't really care about Royals. But least favorite on this list is probably The Kids Are All Right. Yeah, that movie's great. It's, it's pretty good, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like a cute a indie, movie. indie like yeah. Sundance comedy. Like it's, it's a little it's weird that it's nominated for Best Picture, but it's it's good. Yeah, yeah, I think that was my thing. I was watching it and I was like, I mean, this is a Sundance Festival movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it, I'm watching it for being nominated for Best Picture. It's like fine. It is. I watched it 11 years too late. You know, like mm-hmm. I've seen so many sure. movies do similar things. Yeah, but you know, it's it's good. Yeah, the only movie on this list I haven't seen is The Fighter, and I've heard great things. Uh, Fighter's really good. Yeah. Uh, so now we need to figure out, is this movie better than The Social Network? Um, it's not. No, it's not. Mark. Uh, no, no, it's not. And I, think, <laughs> yeah, I, I like this movie better than most people. Quick. Yeah. But uh, it's not. Um, well, is it better than... The Herlocker, which we figure out next week. Never mind. <laughs> okay. I forgot we waited. Yeah, we waited. Uh, because Scott Pilgrim could beat um, could beat Social Network. Um, hey, guys. I'm open t- to the possibility. Tell people where they can find you and um, a movie you're looking forward to. You can find me at Chad A. Oliver on social media. You can listen to my other podcast called Lord of the Rings Sentence, where I read a sentence of the Lord of the Rings every week uh, in order until I finish the books. Um, a movie I'm looking forward to is The Suicide Squad. 
I never would have thought I'd look forward to a sequel to that movie, Suicide Squad. But I am I'm very much looking forward to this movie and the very good Shark Boy and the very good giant uh, starfish. Um, uh, it looks good. You can't, you have to be clear. Shark Boy is not the Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Shark Boy. Right. Not Taylor Lautner. That was Taylor Lautner, right? In Shark Boy yeah. and Lava Girl. Yeah. That's right. Uh, not him. It's just, uh, is King Shark something like that? I don't read DC King comics Shark. Too much. Yeah. King Sharks. Uh, King Shark. King, King of the Sharks, maybe. No. Does Aquaman, does he report to Aquaman? No. Hmm. Are they uh, not even it. like friends? That doesn't make any sense to me. He's friends with Harley Quinn. But he's the king of the deep. Aquaman is. Yeah, but the shark's not. But he's in the deep. No, he's not. He's walking around. You guys see from right, I got a trailer. A I got to watch this movie. To, to he's a freaking land shark. It would be nice if he and Aquaman met in the movies. Okay, they may. I don't know. That'd be fun. Uh, Mark, what are you looking forward to seeing? Uh, and I'm also, looking... where can people find mm, you online? You. You can find me at Wallington Mark on Facebook, Litter, Instagram, Letterbox. I don't know why I said Facebook at that time. Uh, Twitter at Wallington Mark, you know, same across all the platforms. I'll spell it for you. I spell it every once in a while. W A T L I N G T O N M A R K. That's right. Mark with a K, not a C. Get the fuck out of here if you're trying to give me a C. I'm like, God damn you. Who, who, who are you talking to? Mark, Mark Webb? Mark yeah. Brown. Uh-uh. No, get out of here. Brown, Mark Brown, who wrote the Arthur books. Arthur, good. Mark Brown, bad name. Wow. Um, wow. I'm looking forward to the Green Knight, the Dev Patel yeah. adaptation of the only Arthurian legend I have read in full, which I did for eleventh grade uh, history class or English class, actually. I kind of want to change my answer to the Green Knight. Now. No, you Too can't. Mm. You can't. I'm looking forward to both, though. I'm you. looking forward. I'll even go as far to say I'm looking forward to all three because Cody is about to mention Ooh. another movie. Cody, hey, hey. where do we find mention. you? Hey, hey. I, I could, I could mention like three, but you guys know which one I'm going to. Stillwater. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I hear it's good. <laughs> um, I am skeptical. Annette. Yeah, they just took the name from from a pilot. Cody and I were writing. Yeah. Um, now we got to change some things. Annette seems crazy. Doesn't seem like Cody was going to be all that into it because I, it, movies challenge me. I get upset, as everybody knows. Uh, Is uh, Annette the one with like Adam Driver in it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, David Ehrlich like came back and was like, I don't know. It's not good. And I thought he was going to fully be into it. So that's why I'm like, I don't know. Um, okay. You can listen to my other show. We need to talk about Spider-Man, the show where we talk about Spider-Man. We will be talking about um, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Jason Hammonds very shortly. Um, You can find me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Cody Lunsford on Letterboxd, which is where I want you to find me. I am looking forward to none other than the freaking Jungle Cruise because... Mm -hmm. It looks good. Paul Giamatti, I don't know if you saw his uh, character yeah, poster. It looks great. Uh, Jesse, Jesse Plemons, Plemons looks so fun in that movie. Plays a guy with a submarine blowing up shit. And you know what? After watching through the Fast Saga, I like Dwayne Johnson a lot. I, I mean, think I he'll al- be good in this I always, movie. I always like liked him in that like I thought he's, you know, seems like a nice dude in Hollywood. Yeah. But I think he's a good good action hero 
I love Emily Blunt. It seems like they're having a lot of fun in the movie. And like they sure seem to in the promotional material. I know it's very funny. Um, Ed, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like the girl who like led our jungle cruise was like bad? Yeah, she wasn't very into it. We rode the jungle cruise ride at Disneyland, and she was kind of like, she was phoning it. Her her timing was just not there, and it might have been a bad crowd. Might have been all our fault. Well, they're also having to learn new scripts because they're updating the ride. And like, yeah, what is the, new, though? I didn't see anything. New. So they took out all the indigenous people. Good. That for is like the first thing they did. That's the only thing I noticed. Do you, the, the rhino. Do you guys have the rhino scene? They've changed the people who are on that. Yeah. So that was a diverse crew. Yes. And uh, then Trader Sam's area is completely different now. It's not the shrunken heads. Oh, okay. Um, but but they're changing it like piece by piece. And so they're having to learn new like jokes and stuff mm-hmm. piece by piece. So I'm sure the script's well, a little hard right now. But it, uh, it wasn't girl... just those jokes that were bad. Okay. I mean, and sorry, well, they're all, all of the that's jokes the are bad. The yeah. delivery that, of, the point, of right. all of the jokes were bad, not just the new jokes. So um, in the my, movie, my surely, surely Dwayne Johnson is going to deliver similar jokes, right? Like that's going to be his whole thing. God, I, I hope there, so. I think there will be quippy jokes for sure i know there's a backside of water joke because that's already in the trailer oh, okay. uh, which is uh, good that's i don't know joke. it looks fun there's yeah. spooky monsters in it which like make so cody ride, but has a theory monsters. about i don't this have movie. a theory i just said this would you be do. good it's not a theory it's just it would be good you, your theory is that this Not is going to lead to a Disney Parks cinematic universe because, like, at the end of the movie, they're going to discover that, like, they they found you're, the Okay, you're misrepresenting what I said. I well, said you I think say it be, because I think it's a good idea. I'm just having a hard time. I, I think there's going to be a Disney. I mean, we know that they're doing the Society of Explorers and Adventurers like show on Disney Plus. We all know. Parks. Yes, we all know. And like there's the Haunted Mansion movie that's working They're in the Space Mountain movie, which I'm really excited for. A Pirates so reboot. The Pirates reboot, which is, should be really fucking good. Um, so like they're going to do a lot of the park stuff, which I think is cool, but I don't think all of that. The Society of Explorers and Adventurers, I think we'll have a bunch of different pieces connected to it, but mm. they're not all going to be connected. But I just was telling Chad that it's possible and it would be cool. I don't need it to be this, but it would be cool, especially because the monster spooky designs are so similar that if there was like a post credits tease and Emily Blunt like picks up the Aztec gold from the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie as like a post credit stinger. I, I thought that would be like fun. Tying it all together. It exists in the same universe separated by about 200 years. So you could like it still have the same vibe, but be completely mm-hmm. different characters and stuff like that. So yep. I don't know. And then the Space Mountain movie is like another 200 <laughs> years later. In the future. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Um, it sounds like a good idea and i i hope that they do a disney parks cinematic universe and hopefully that leads to new like original rides that aren't based on any movies so that they can then adapt those rides into movies i'm fine with that i want to see a phantom manor movie that'd be cool give me a Um, matterhorn movie yeah give me a freaking big thunder mountain movie Uh, that'd be really good yeah um shit there was one 
fuck there was some ride i was riding where i was like okay what would the take here be oh it's a small world i think you could Mm -hmm. do that as like animated shorts on disney plus and it's all from like animators from each specific country do like yeah anyway i think about that a lot chad do you know that behind the attraction is coming to disney plus like this weekend oh sweet yeah, hell yeah. What's uh they really dropping it all at once or weekly release? Half of it now, half of it later. So cool. like six episodes this week, and of course Jungle Cruise is one of them. That's uh, synergy. I'll, I'll watch. Yeah. I'll watch that for sure. Okay, hey, <laughs> uh, Chad, what's the best movie of 2010? Oh gosh, uh, The Social Network. Uh, Mark, what's the best movie of 2010? The Social Network. Uh, Cody, what's the best picture of 2010? It is. The Social Network. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And remember, kiss the book, sign the oath, and then you're king. Easy. On the next episode of Best Pictures, we're talking about Scott Pilgrim uh, versus the world, right? Isn't that the full title, versus the world? Yeah. Uh, It's streaming on Netflix, so check it out. And we may be joined by a very special guest, so stay tuned. Are we? Is that happening? Yes, because I fucking did what I was supposed to and reached out to him. Yes. Okay. I don't remember who we're getting. I'm keeping it vague so you guys don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cody uh, forgot. That's why he's, he's no. I know who it is. Doesn't if you know who it is, then prove it. Prove we've it. Been, we've been on their podcast I know. quite a bit. We've, okay, we've, we're all recording episodes for f- them here in the next little bit. I figured that was the person. Yes. Okay. Now. It's a mystery. <laughs> it's Mark Marin. It's Mark Marin. What's up? What the fuckers? What the fuckaroos? What the fucksters? What the fuckleberry fins? It, it's Mark Marin and Obama. We got them both. <laughs> we got them both. And President, Bruce Springsteen. President. President's gonna sit right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce is gonna be on the other side of the bed, right here with right. that. Might be cool.com. You never know.